So what up, everybody? Welcome to the Color Reimagined podcast presented to you by People of Color Clothing. I'm your host, Darius Northern. And next to me is Aiden Teriku. Thank you so much for listening and being here. We're going to be talking about black culture and African-American culture in the U.S. And got, just kind of like the difference between the two. So being that you did go to Ethiopia this summer, like culturally, what did you see? What did you experience yeah. being in Ethiopia? All right. So both my parents were born in Ethiopia, like... Uh, my grandparents were born in Ethiopia. My aunts and uncles were all born in Ethiopia. The only people in my family who were born in the U.S. are the ones who are my age, right? It's like we're we're the first generation in our like whole family to be born in the U.S. And so um, it was always like, first of all, it was always interesting being raised in an Ethiopian household, right? But then going to school and being seen as black, you know what I mean? Because like African and black can be like two very different realities, um, but anyways, like I always felt like I was Ethiopian growing up, but it wasn't until I went to Ethiopia where I was like, dang, I don't fit in here as much as I like thought I would. You know what I mean? There's a lot of cultural differences between the U.S. and Ethiopia. One, like community is huge in, yeah, in yeah. Ethiopia. Like in America, I feel like I eat most of my meals alone, right? It's like breakfast. I just like wake up, eat some, whatever. Like I ate a slice of pizza before I came here by myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. But... In Ethiopia, we were waking up, having breakfast together as a family, and then going out doing whatever we are going to do that day, coming back, eating lunch together as a family, right? Like, then going on a walk together, whatever, dinner as a family. It's like everything is, like, community out there. That was, like, a big, like, difference immediately between America and Ethiopia. America is such an individual society, right? You could just do your, your own yeah, thing, yeah. Pretty much. So yeah. how would you – when did you – discover you were black like how did you come across that you talk you know kind of talked about like mm. being in certain situations i guess you i think you just talked about in school or something like that yeah i'm originally from california yeah right are you where are you from i'm from nashville tennessee from tennessee yeah so it's like did you have it where like you moved to oregon you're kind of like culture shocked it's pretty different out here it is way different out here yeah so i yeah. moved i'm originally from nashville tennessee i moved to oregon four years ago to attend Oregon State University. Okay. And I originally came out here because I wanted to experience something different outside of the South. Yeah. And I had this weird illusion of Portland being kind of like a refuge for me as a black man in this country. Yeah. And I thought it would be almost like a rest haven for me just to kind of like have a break from being black, just from the perception that Oregon has as this super liberal, super inclusive place. So that was my mentality coming out here, and that's why I chose to transition from the conservative, overt, racist South to what I thought was like the inclusive, you know, um, liberal organ. Oh, okay. So did, because I'm asking you this because this kind of happened to me too, but did your perspective on your own blackness change when you got to Oregon? Oh, absolutely. I think, I think it, it meant more to me here than it did back East because here being black is like, it's, it's, you're isolated a lot. 
and you're forced to wear the mask and you're forced to wear you're forced to like accommodate whiteness constantly mm. so your black is always on display and you're always carrying race in every environment that you go into yeah whether it's like the classroom whether it's the pizza parlor whether it's um at dixon at the gym like mm. you're always carrying your race with you so being black out here means a little bit more to me than it did back east which is which is weird yeah the first time i really noticed that i was black was in kindergarten i'm still friends with this person too yeah but i remember she said she told me in kindergarten do you wish you were white like all the other kids right yeah and i was like damn like that just hit me because i didn't think about like the differences between me and other people at that point because i was too like young too yeah and so that's when i real like had an understanding that like you know what I mean? Like I, I like began realizing that my blackness was like there. And then I moved to Oregon when I was 11. And that's when it like really hit me because the Bay Area of California, it's like a melting pot. Yeah. And, and like in the Bay, like we we would go to like a lot of cultural events. That was really cool. Ethiopian New Year's was fun to celebrate in Oakland. And then just like visiting our cousins in Berkeley and like taking trips to San Francisco, whatever it was, or, like, just the city that we were in when we lived out there. Like, you know, I felt like we were exposed to a lot. And then we moved to Oregon in 2008, and, like, it was all kind of, like, bland, especially in 2008. <laughs> especially in 2008, like... Yeah, the recession and stuff like that was happening, yeah, too. that's yeah. why we moved, yeah. But that's when I really started, like, noticing it. I was like, dang, because, like, when you're a kid, you know, it's cool to be different now, but when you're a kid, it's like not right. It's not like that encouraged. You know, you're not like that proud if you're like different from everybody. Yeah. So I felt like I was just super different for being black yeah. in Oregon, you know. And I think for me, discovering I think I discovered I was black was like third grade ish. Mm. Um, I remember like being jealous of like white kids in my class and like them having Lunchables and them having like. Mm different stuff and like newer clothes and stuff like that and I knew like there was a difference in like upbringing there was a difference in like mm. you know their mom and dad would come pick them up and my mom like wouldn't come pick me up and I have to be picked up by like the the school bus or whatever yeah so like just even small stuff like that um I started to notice but as I got older and older and older <clears throat> you know your blackness is more I don't it's more evident in the difference between yeah. I guess race quote-unquote race the construct of race mm. becomes a little bit more evident so um yeah i don't know and i i had this thing to where like i would it would kind of sap my confidence being black because it was just like you're supposed to be this and you're supposed to mm. do that and you're supposed to talk like this and you're supposed to dress like that and you're supposed yeah. to hang out with these people and yada 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 and it wasn't until like i discovered a new me and wow. i separated myself from like those stereotypes that I really stood up in my blackness and I started to be proud of my blackness. Yeah, you know? but so. that's the thing too. It's like, I feel like just if you're going to use black like as an umbrella term, right? Mm -hmm. And just like inclusive of everybody who looks black in yeah. America, right? Like, yeah. I mean, Africans, I mean like everybody, right? Like black is so like in itself, there's so many different intersections and it is so like diverse, right? Yeah. And so when people have like an idea of what they think blackness is based on maybe like rap music or like what little they've seen, yeah. you know what I mean? And then they compare people who may not fit that like mold, right? They think that they're just like different. You know what I mean by that? It's like, for me, I'm not like, I, I felt like I didn't fit the mold of a black person in the US, right? And it's like, people would tell me that I like talk white and stuff like that. 
it never like got to me, but I always thought like, no, nah, it's pretty messed up. Right. Because for someone to look at a black person and say you're acting white or like you talk white, whatever it is. And it just shows like it's messed up because it kind of ignores the fact that there's a lot of diversity within like the black community itself. Right. It's like, we don't all fit one mold. It's like really just wide ranging, you know? I think too, like with you having to dance between two different cultures being like, you know, by society standards, you're a black male, mm. but at home you're Ethiopian. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you have a different, you have different customs and you have different, a different way of going about things. I mean, even culturally, I'm sure like when you're back home, you eat different, mm, you know? Yeah. So, um, like, can you describe like the balancing act of like having to co-switch almost three times because yeah. you have to co-switch with your white friends, then your African friends, and then your black friends, like, yeah. How do you like balance that and does it ever get exhausting? Yeah, it gets exhausting. Like, um, because like that's that's such a that's a deep question. Um, because at school growing up, I always felt like I fit in more with like black people. And so but it was different like going over to their houses and seeing how they interact with their parents versus versus how I go home and interact with my parents, right? It's like at school, from the outside looking in, we might look the same, right? It's like we're black, whatever. But when you look at our lives, it's, like, very different. Like, African culture is really different from, like, black culture. Like, the first thing that comes to mind is this friend that I had growing up. And he, so he he's black, right? He's from Chicago. And he came to my middle school. And we met my, like, second year in Oregon. And we gravitated to one another because we were two black kids in a very white school. So at school, we kicked it a lot, and it was a lot of fun. But then he would come back to my house, right? And so at my house, it's like my dad was super strict, right? My parents were like school, 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 like whatever it was, right? They were like really strict because they they didn't they weren't raised around much, you know what I mean? It's like they're raised in like really tough conditions. So when they come to the US, it's like you can't waste anything, you can't waste the opportunity, you have to take school seriously, whatever. And so he saw my parents and he was like that's different. Like, you know what I mean? He, he would make comments about how like my parents were just different. Right. Like he, he wasn't used to seeing anything like that. And then I would go over to his house and it was just like different. Like the conversations that were happening were different. Right. Like they, they talk about, they talked about like black activism. They talked about like racism in the U S whatever. Uh, but maybe at my house, they might just like mention white people. Right. It's like, they'll say like, like, the term for white people or like a foreign person, whatever, uh, in Amharic is fetenj, right? So it's like my mom, if I'm doing something that's like out of pocket, my mom might say like, <laughs> I'm acting like fetenj, you know what I mean? It's like yeah, 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 not yeah, a good yeah. thing, but that's not the same as somebody in a black hole, uh, household talking about the civil rights movement or something like that. So it's like, even when we talked about race, there's kind of a difference there. Um, and then with my white friends, it's like always just going to be like, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. always going to be kind of different. Like, uh, like, cause your white friend, like if I have Ethiopian food at my house, like I can't bring that to school and expect people to be like, oh, that looks cool. You know what I mean? They're going to make yeah. some type of comment on it. Like it's spicy. You can really smell that. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> yeah. so wait, so you're, you're like black American, right? I'm, I'm, I'm black. Yeah. So you're like black. with me culturally, um, I don't know just kind of where we stand on the, on what we call ourselves. Some people say yeah. African-American. Some people say black. Um, older people say Negro, whatever. Mm. Um, but for me, like, and it's always 
odd and awkward when like a white person you're talking about nationality you know you know a white person like yeah i'm half italian and and uh irish or something like that mm. right yeah and the default of that is white and for me it's just like i'm black mm. and this is i i that's as much as I know. Mm. And for you, it's like, I'm Ethiopian. Mm. And by default, I'm black because I live in America, yada, yada. And I'm sure, yeah. like, in Ethiopia, you guys don't call yourself black. Yeah, not from what I, like, saw, really. You know what I'm saying? And, like, yeah. here in America, it's that, like, psychological game of, like, you know, what does it mean to be white? Right? Yeah. And then you look up the definition of white. You got to look up, the, like, the old definition of white before, like, they kind of made it a fluff piece mm. and then like what's the definition of black and it's still like that psychological game going on mm. um do you think the very definition itself is oppressive in the u.s i think when you think of the the term black yeah like you think about black ball you think about a black cat meaning Ooh. bad luck you think about um devil devil cake being chocolate angel cake being vanilla it's just like su subliminal stuff that they do to try to like diminish yeah. the color black Ooh, yeah but then you know you have people like uh is it stokely carmichael that said you know black is beautiful black power and stuff mm. like that and the blacker the berry the sweeter the juice and something yeah tupac joint you know what i'm saying right, so it's yeah. like um we we're always trying to redefine our blackness and i think that's a big mm. proponent to black culture is is we're constantly trying to you know shut out the negative connotations that come with the word black yeah by empowering it with black magic black boy joy yeah. whatever whatever and i think in africa or amongst africans you really don't see that too much mm. you know because africans like when you you think of african it's just like okay you're african but african is a continent mm. so, and then like you're you're ethiopian or you're from nigeria mm. or you're from sierra leone or something like that and with that you have a culture you have mm. something to connect to yeah and then with us as black people in America, it's just like we've had to create culture. Yeah, and, and, literally, and it's just starting. Yeah. That's the other thing. It's like just start. Like, okay, so I had a thought when you were talking. So uh, growing up, even though I knew where I was from, I still struggled a lot with my blackness, right? Because subliminally, you always feel like black isn't like as great, right? You know what I mean? It's yeah, like yeah, yeah. it's kind of like pounded into you in a sense. And so you kind of grow up thinking like ah dang my hair is different from everybody else ah dang i get ashy elbows like ah dang yeah, like yeah, yeah. like just you just feel different you know what i mean and i feel like internally at least it's for me i don't know if other people have had this experience but internally on some like deep suppressed level it's almost like you're ashamed of who you are a little bit and then i definitely got that phase yeah and then but then like now everybody is finally like nah it's okay to be black and so you you see a lot more like and other people who aren't black want to be black yeah but the only reason we're talking about it so much is because for so long it wasn't encouraged like yeah. blackness wasn't encouraged until recently so now people are kind of trying to hop on that train yeah you know what i mean yeah i feel you i definitely feel you so I think, it was a struggle growing up but yeah and, and i think it it's it comes with age because like your impressionable years when you're in middle school high school even like you're trying to define yourself and you're really trying to find like your you-ness and i feel like eurocentric beauty is so perpetuated through media with the way that black women wear their hair and the makeup choices that they make and yada 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 um that you can get lost in the sauce and you you lose the appreciation for your features you you lose the appreciation for your coarse hair you mm. lose the appreciation for your hips, your yeah. butt, your skin, or whatever. And 
I used to I always used to be like, man, I wish I was lighter. You know what I'm saying? I wish I Dang. was light skinned or something like that. But now I love being black. Yeah. And now definitely. I like I I wish I was even darker. You know what I mean? Yeah, but definitely. that comes with age and knowledge and just appreciation of culture and self. And um I don't know, it's 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 different, you know. You know what? When I start so I started growing dreads two years ago and uh-huh. tomorrow's gonna be the two year like anniversary. Like, That's dope. Two years ago on on tomorrow, right? Like I was in my room one day, I was just like bored and I just like twisted I had like a little fro, just twisted it, went to bed, woke up, it was still there. Kept <laughs> twisting it, you know, it's just like yeah, yeah. still there day after day. And then two years later now I have like locks. And I noticed a lot more out of pocket comments when I started growing out my hair. Yeah. And like um, it's, it's interesting to me. It's like one question I don't like that I receive a lot as a person with dreadlocks is, can you wash your hair? I got asked that yesterday. Actually, I was at the barber shop yesterday and I was getting like the sides cut and my barber asked like, can you shampoo your hair? And in my head, I'm just like, do you think I just go around for two years? Like not washing? Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, that was just like kind of interesting. I see you growing your like locks out too. And I feel like you might face some out of pocket. I mean, I already, I kind of already do. I, I, do. I get the, can I touch your hair or yeah, I've had, and it's really awkward. I've had a couple of white guys ask me like, bro, how you get your hair like that? Mm. And it's just like, I don't, it's kind of hard to explain to them. Like we have different, like I have coarse hair and you have like, you have different straight hair. Yeah. yeah. You got straight hair. Okay. Um, yeah. Again, this is something that's unique to blackness. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And it's something that we have to appreciate. And just the nappy fro is just something that's just kind of it's kind of in right now, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, definitely. Um, people are embracing it, and it's 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 lovely, and it kind of like plays into what you're saying, to where like we we're coming around, yeah, to really appreciating ourselves and just who we are as people. Um, yeah, even at a younger age too, like it's it's really beautiful how how um, we've just been able to to really embrace our fe- our features. Yeah. And and, stuff and like you know that. what? Like, so uh, I always felt like I stood out a lot in the U.S., right? Yeah. Especially when I walk around Portland, when I walk around campus in Corvallis, like because I'm really tall, I'm black and I have dreads, right? It's yeah. like a triple threat type thing. Yeah. I feel like I stand out a ton in the U.S. So I was relieved when I was going to Ethiopia because I thought for five weeks, I'm not going to stand out. I was like, I'm going to go to Ethiopia. I'm going to blend in. Because not only is it just, like, black people, it's Africans. It's Ethiopians. Like, yeah. both my parents are Ethiopian, whatever. So, I was relieved. I was, like, excited to go. So, I get to Ethiopia. And, like, and it, it was, like, a great trip the whole time. But I get to Ethiopia and instantly notice that I stood out a lot more there than I did in the U.S., right? How was that? Because, one, like, I'm really, really tall. And, um, right? So, that stands out. And then two, I dress like an American. Okay. Right? Yeah. It's yeah, like yeah, the way yeah. I dress. And then something I didn't like realize, like I carry myself like an American too. So here I am, like my whole life, I thought that I was African. I thought I was just Ethiopian, right? I hardly like that. That's literally how I was identifying myself, right? It's like I am Ethiopian, right? Like I am African. But I get to Ethiopia and I'm pinpointed as an American. American you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. When I'm, when I'm in America, I'm not pinpointed as an Ethiopian. So I like that gave me this weird identity crisis. Crisis is a strong word, but that got me thinking a lot about who I am. And then I began to realize like, dang, maybe I'm a lot more American than like I thought, even though I stand out here and I might not fit in 
super well in the U.S. just based on looks. Like, maybe even still I'm a lot more, like, American than I thought. That was kind of a mind-blower it, for me. It's kind of almost like the the equivalent of being biracial mm. in a sense to where, like, yeah. you might have a, a white parent and a black parent or vice versa or whatever. And, um, like, your dad's between two different cultures. When you go yeah. to your mom's, like, house and family, like, it's all white people and you stick out, like, a sore thumb. You go to your black side, and it's like you're hanging with your dad's family, and it's just like you still stick out, yeah. Because you know, you know, you're not as dark as everybody or whatever. So yeah. it's like it's really comparable to being biracial. Wow, I never thought about it like that because yeah. it's true. It's like you have kind of like a foot in each, but you're not centrally in either. It's exactly. like I have a foot in black culture for sure. A lot of my friends are black. A lot of like the media I consume is black media. The products I use are black products. Yeah. You know what I mean? My role models are black, and so it's like I deeply identify with that side. Side. But as an African, I know that I'm not, you know, centrally in that community. But then at the same time, as an Ethiopian, it's like my whole family is Ethiopian. My favorite food is Ethiopian food. A lot of my favorite music is Ethiopian music. My if I could go live anywhere abroad, it would be Ethiopia. But I know I'm not centrally in yeah. that culture. Yeah. I just just as a person who is from America. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that was like a weird thing. You know what I mean? Like that was a weird realization to come to when I was out there, it's like, wow. Like I, like I realized that I'm a lot more American than I thought as like a general term. Do you feel like it's easier to be connected to your blackness in the South? Or do you think it's easier to be connected to your blackness in Oregon? I think in Oregon, you have to be more intentional mm. and in the South, it, you're just kind of like numb to your environment. Okay. So it's like when you're around black people and you're going to these black establishments and you're eating at, you know, whatever, or you're going to your auntie's house or it's like a family function or whatever. It's just like you become adept from going from one black environment to the next, to the next, to the next. And you just kind of, it kind of becomes numb. Yeah. But in Oregon, you have to seek out those environments. You have yeah. to be intentional with who you hang out with. You have to be intentional on where you're going. You have to be intentional what on what events you're choosing to go to that week or whatever. Yeah. And, um, and I think here it's just it means a little bit more because, hey, you have to be intentional. Yeah. And you feel it a little bit more because it's not as vibrant as the East Coast. So, yeah. So as we wind down this episode, um, what does being black mean to you? So I feel like my blackness, just separate from my identity as an African, like my blackness was mainly developed through the media I consumed, yeah. through the role models I looked up to, through the dances I learned, you know what I mean? And like, I, I see a lot of a lot of these artists as being pioneers of black culture in the US because black culture is so new. It's like when we think about blackness now, a lot of times music comes up, like art comes up, right? And so to me, I'm like, dang, like a lot of these people are actually like pioneers of black culture, right? Like Erica Badu is kind of a pioneer of black culture. Like Lauren Hill is a pioneer of black culture. Even Wayne is, is, is in a sense, a pioneer of black culture. You know what I mean? And even like people back in the civil rights movement too, like the musicians in that time, yeah. like Langston Hughes, whatever. And so I guess it's kind of hard to answer that question. But really, when I think about my blackness and how it was developed, I can attribute that to the music I listen to, right? Like that kind of shaped my understanding of like blackness, right? Like Jay-Z had a lot of raps that were political. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then and then so my my African self, I think, was developed just through like family. It's like uh I like um when I'm at home, I try to speak as much Amharic as I can. Amharic is just like the language I speak from back home. So 
you know, like instead of saying like, hi, mom, when I walk in, I might be like, like, salam, like, in Daytonesh, you know, stuff like that. It's like, hello, how are you doing, you know? Yeah. And it was also developed through a lot of family gatherings, through cultural events like Ethiopian New Year's, going to Ethiopian churches, hanging out with my cousins, right? We just kind of surround ourselves in that environment, right? And when when I'm with family, it's like all Ethiopians, like 100% of people in that room is Ethiopian. So that was kind of what developed my sense as um, as a African, you know what I mean? Separate from black. Yeah. You know? That's really dope, man. So I just want to say thank you for being on the Color Reimagine podcast presented to you by People of Color Clothing. And yeah, man, thank you, man. I, I definitely hope to have you back in the future. Feel like I'm bad, so I'm bad, 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 bad